Do you hear that sound? That is the sound of the waves crashing against a bay. But not just any bay. It's a Baywatch, because this is a Baywatch podcast. In fact, this is Baywatch Rookie School, a podcast where two men who have never watched Baywatch before try and watch Baywatch. I'm Morgan Thrapp. And I'm Michael Eisen. And here is our singular fact for this particular episode. It's a it's a real cool one. Um, it's written by Lee Goldberg and William Rabkin. It is directed by Michael Rhodes, and it is originally aired January 5th, 1990. So it's our first one in the new decade, and they are starting this decade off with a whimper because this episode was really boring. I don't know what you're talking about. I think <laughs> this episode was really cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, sure something. So as I'm sure you've noticed by now, things are a little bit different. Um, I'm going to let the cat out of the bag. We decided to mix it up because we were really bored by this episode and thought this might be more fun. Um, so for this one, Michael's going to take us through the plot. Um, normally we would give you some more facts about the episode and, you know, a little more preamble about guest stars or what was going on. Uh, but there is none of that because this episode sucks. So Michael, you want to, you want to take us through this one? Absolutely. So we start this episode on the pier because why not? Mm -hmm. And we have some guy who's like, the pier is really cool. And we've all worked here for years and years. And to commemorate <laughs> that, we bought a certified armored car mm -hmm. that has a uh, electrical fingerprint reader. And we have a million dollars, I think. It's a lot of money. I think it was like 10000 but they do talk about it like it's a lot of money. Look. Austin Powers inflation tells me that it is a million dollars <laughs> and there's a, a million dollars or whatever in there. And for five dollars, you can take your picture with the million dollars. Now, what we don't see is that there is a demon living under the cracks <laughs> and that demon is erosion. And so the wooden planks are eroding and there's some guy checking on them and you can see them falling apart. So, yeah, that's that. And then we cut yep. to, uh, well, you see, Jill and Trevor need to join a volleyball tournament because Jill wants to beat her ex, who was a volleyball player, and she was a volleyball player, and they were pro. He cheated on her, and she decided that she didn't want to play volleyball, so therefore she's as bad of a person as he is. Mm. Um, that's what the show is telling us, uh, because remember, everyone, uh, volleys before hollies. I I got nothing <laughs> there. Um, <laughs> so she teams up with Trevor, and then Shawnee and Eddie have a dispute because Eddie wants to go on vacation with the boys, and she's like, well, "Spend time with me," and he's like, "No, nah, I need some guy time." So instead, what happens is. Shani and Eddie go to the pier and they she tries to have fun while Eddie listens to basketball mm -hmm. and it's just a bad boyfriend. Mm -hmm. But you know what he does, Morgan? But you know what isn't bad? What? Saving kids from death. Because mm -hmm. what happens is that a kid 
takes a picture with the money and then the erosion really kicks in and the armored car starts falling. Eddie saves the girl and Shawnee also helps. And then Shawnee and Eddie end up in the armored truck, which flips over the pier and into the water. Yeah. Eddie gets stuck between a armored car and a hard place (laughs) and is dying, I guess. While we're talking about the kid uh, who gets her picture taken with the money, there's two things I want to talk about just real quick. Um, One is that slightly earlier in this episode, we see Hobie getting his picture taken with this money and with the two uh, very scantily clad women who are there as well. Um, And one of them kisses him just straight on the mouth because it's the 90s and it's okay to kiss a kid. No, that's not what happens, Morgan. What happens is Hobie kisses her. Oh, right. It's still bad. It's It's worse. It's worse. All of it's bad. But he, after getting his picture taken with this woman, uh, runs over to Mitch and Mitch tells Garner that, you know, Hobie has pictures with a whole bunch of different people like Richard Nixon and Alf. And he my my favorite is he goes Richard Nixon, Alf and Tammy Faye Baker, which I was like. Tammy Faye Baker? Like, yeah. that name doesn't mix. And I don't know, people don't know who Tammy Faye Baker is. Tammy Faye Baker is this uh, famous American uh, Pentecostal uh, TV evangelist who uh, would preach on, like, the 700 Club and stuff like that. Uh, and she would do this big spectacle and stuff. There's a bunch of musicals about her, too. Same mm-hmm. uh, same with um, Amy McPherson, also TV, uh, TV even, uh, evangelist, Pentecostal, who I actually saw the musical for. It's a musical written by Kathy Lee Giffords, and it is the huh. longest musical I have ever seen. Um, I saw the test run in Seattle. It was five hours long. Holy shit. A five hour long musical with one intermission. Um, No. Yeah. 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 Mind you, this wasn't the world premiere of it. It already had a run. Oh, no. So this is them testing it the second time. Um, Jesus. Yeah. And there's like tap dance numbers. There's full on musical. It's like it's a trip because Pentecostalism is a trip. Anyways, Uh, the other the other real quick thing I wanted to talk about is there's a very funny exchange where uh, Garner is talking to one of the construction workers from earlier. Um, and the construction worker's like, this pier's not going to hold much longer. And Garner goes, yeah, just listen to this wood and stares off into the ocean, listening <laughs> intently to the wood. And it was extremely funny to me. It reminded me of the um, the identifying wood meme where it's just the guy looking at a piece of wood and it's, yep, this is wood. Anyway, that's that's all I had. <laughs> you want to know what else is wood, Morgan? What, Michael? Eddie's acting. It's oh, wooden. God, is it ever. It's so bad. Now, what happens is as he's dying, instead of having, say, a dying dream, he instead rambles about Philly. And mm-hmm. Shawnee's like, I love you. And he goes, <laughs> yeah, okay, sure, whatever. Um, because he's, he's, he's a basic. Anyways, so the armored car starts filling up with water, even though they kept on saying it's airtight, it's airtight. Well, yeah. it's not airtight. They spend so much time talking about how amazing this armored car is and how it's airtight and how no one could ever possibly get into it and how it's completely impervious and magical. And it, it it's, it's not none of it. No, it's wrong. All of it. Yeah. The, the moment it hits the Pacific Ocean, it just kind of falls into pieces. Mm-hmm. 
uh, which I think it's supposed to be an Atlantic armored car. Uh, now, give it. <laughs> now, let me talk about this armor because I am the Morgan for this episode. Let me talk a little <laughs> bit about this armored car. It's very sleek, very nice, very silver. Silver is the best colored car because <laughs> that is a Morgan Thrap fact um and you know it's got some windows very nice windows they're a little mm-hmm. foggy but you can deal with that inside of the car spacious you could fit anything in there even ten thousand dollars now what can't you fit in there uh well two people uh and air and love apparently well you can fit one person's love um <laughs> but not two people's love yeah uh, you know uh this is I'm I'm running through songs in my head that I could be using right here, like Unbreak My Heart or just a billion songs. Uh, uh, so anyways, so the water starts filling up and they think they're going to die. And Craig and Mitch had the bright idea of like, what if we get a crane? But also, what if, what if, what if we go to the store and we get some inflatable like little buoys and we put them <laughs> under there and then, then what if we use an oxygen tank to inflate them and then just float it up? And everyone's mm-hmm. like, yeah, okay, fuck it. That could work. I'm so disappointed we don't get to see that. We don't. In fact, what also we don't get to see is they say, okay, well, what if we lift it up? But then how do we open it up? And they're like, well, uh, you know, there's a team coming. Well, the team never comes nope. to like open it. They ran out of time. And here's why they ran out of time. Most of this episode is slow-mo shots of volleyball. I played a little bit of volleyball in middle school. Now, mind you, volleyball in um, Hebrew school is not really the highest caliber of volleyball, (laughs) especially not men's volleyball because there were no men's volleyball teams. But our women's volleyball was actually pretty decent. I, on the other hand, um, I'm not bad at volleyball. Let me first preface this with, I'm not bad at volleyball. Mm-hmm. However, I also sprained my middle finger three times on a beach ball. Ooh. So <laughs> I know <laughs> but the quote in my yearbook, in our yearbook that was attributed to me was get the cold spray. Uh, <laughs> that's not a joke. <laughs> yeah, this volleyball, it's a lot. Um, like it's so much of the episode and Basically, the entire point of it seems to be an excuse to do uh, slow-mo shots of women in bikinis jiggling. Uh, whoa, whoa, what? It's <laughs> not even, not even really that that much. Yeah, uh, it's, there's quite a bit of it. There's quite a bit, but it's also just it's men and women going around in slow-mo shots. It's mostly I, I feel like pictures of their faces. Uh, it's. A lot of pics I may grab and post on Instagram for my favorite hashtag that only I use. Hashtag the face I make when pooping. Um, Morgan knows this is a real true thing I do. I am Mm -hmm. a weirdo. Uh, I screen grab TV shows and post pictures with the hashtag the face I make when pooping. And this episode is a a goldmine for it. Uh, Now, what happens is they play some volleyball. Because they play volleyball, they're tired. Mm-hmm. Trevor's like, hey, you're tired and hurt. Maybe we should give up. And she's like, yeah, we should give up. And then her mm-hmm. ex is like, hey, do you remember that I'm a dick? And she's like, yeah, you are a dick. We're not going to give up. And then they don't give up and then they win. And then yeah. Trevor's like, we should go to nationals. And she kisses him and she's like, nah, end of episode. Mm-hmm. The, the only thing, the only other two things worth talking about 
in the volleyball um, is that one, the first volleyball montage in the original version is set to Bon Jovi. And I love it. Um, oh, it's set to like nothing in, in mind. <laughs> it's just random <laughs> oh, music. Really? It's just oh. random. There's no lyrics. Oh, there are there are some very intense Bon Jovi lyrics behind the first <laughs> volleyball montage. Oh, wow. And it's excellent. Um, but the the other things I wanted to say was that it's such this whole episode is such a weird mix of stakes. Like you have this armored car plot, which is cool. Yeah, it's fine. It's whatever. It's it's bad, but it's not the worst. But it's the stakes are Shawnee and Eddie could die. And then which is cool. Yeah. You know, it's it's what it is. Um, and then the other plot line, the volleyball, uh, the stakes are Jill might not get to show up her ex. Like, yeah, it's not as cool. Yeah. And it's what's weird is the episode gives both of these plot lines pretty close to equal like time and weight. Yeah. Which is just wild to me. This is. Morgan, I think we can safely go to um, our our ratings for this episode. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Morgan, what would you rate this episode? Again, on our scale, which is a one is you walking on the beach and it's muddy and there's twigs under your feet and a 10 being sniffing Mitch's abs. Uh, Yeah, I'm going to give this I'm going to give this about a two. Um, And I would say that it is uh, much like pulling your shoulder in a volleyball match, except this time it doesn't go away when the plot needs it to. I'm going to give this a one, which is walking on a muddy beach with twigs under your feet, because that would be far more interesting than this. I at least have something to keep me awake. This is our worst episode of Baywatch. I think. Yeah. It's so beyond boring. There's like, I, I know I, I, I watched a tiny bit of the next episode Already, it's better than this. Like, this is just... Oh, that's good to it's hear. It's boring. Ugh. And, like, I... Yeah, I did not like this episode. It it, it feels like Baywatch, Baywatch did me wrong here. I'm like, yeah. I've, I've complimented you. How could you do this to me? Yeah, yeah. Would you, by chance, say that you felt uh, like this episode had cyberbullied you? Yeah, I I would say this episode did definitely cyberbully me into wanting to go to bed earlier. <laughs> well, that's good because uh, the two of us have just watched a very informative PSA on how to stop bullies that I think both of us agree will be a much more interesting topic for today's episode. Yes, Morgan, because what is today's episode about? Today's episode is about the 2015 film um anthology yeah it's uh it's actually a it's three different short uh films that have been stitched together with some additional interstitial footage um and of course we are we are talking about the wonderful film uh written directed and produced by the absolute genius of a man uh from virginia uh he is a he is a pastor um i think or at least religious at times he likes jesus 
he does like Jesus, but he does also like weed. And he likes guns a lot. Yeah. But to uh, to stop, you know, stalling for time, uh, his name is Derek Savage. It's actually not. It isn't? No, that's a, that's a that's a stage name. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Would you like to know what his real name is? Derek Cat? No, <laughs> I'll give you one more guess. OK, um, it's I'll give you a hint. Sarah Savage. No, no, no. <laughs> I'll give you a hint. It's not Derek. Oh, it's not Savage either. Is it is it Daddy Cat, as he is referred to at one point during this movie? No, it is Baby Doll. Um, <laughs> so his real name is Daryl Ray Evans, which seems much more accurate. Yep. And yeah, I believe that. I believe that. Um, but yeah, this film is Cool Cat Saves the Kids. Babes the Kids? Also known as Cool Cat the Superhero, I believe, which is literally just this same movie, but with three extra scenes that they added in. Yes. Now, we should talk a little bit. So Derek Savage is along the lines of your Tommy Wiseau's, of your uh, Neil Breen, but more prolific, really. So Derek Savage, um, Derek Savage's first claim to fame was that uh, back in the 80s, he posed for Playgirl. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I de- He's not actually. I just want to throw that out there for when you Google search him later. Now, so... In 2012, he made uh, three video shorts. He made Cool Cat in the Hollywood Parade, Cool (laughs) Cat Stops Bullying, and Cool Cat Finds a Gun. And then he made Cool Cat Saves the Kids in 2015, which is a compilation of those three. Now, after that, he started making some other things. In 2016, he made Gun Self-Defense for Women, a documentary. (laughs) It's crazy. Quick quick fact on on, uh, Gun Self-Defense for Women up until 2014, it was called Gun Defense for Ladies when he changed it to be more progressive, I guess. No, it, you have it reversed. So 2016 was Gun defense, uh, gun Self-Defense for Women. Then 2018, he re-edited it to be Gun Self-Defense for Ladies. Oh, OK. OK. Yeah. yeah. Then he decided, uh, I need to host my own award show called the 420 Awards, hosted on April 20th each year. Mm-hmm. Then what happened was... He was going to make a short called Cool Cat Stops a School Shooting. Now, he's still working on Cool Cat Stops a School Shooting as a feature length film. But instead, what he did was the original short was turned into Cool Cat's Crazy Dream, which Mm -hmm. is on YouTube. Now, in 2020, here's what he has uh, going on. Derek Savage is making Cool Cat Fights Coronavirus where Cool Cat fights coronavirus and his arch enemy, Dirty Dog, who is a coronavirus truther. Also, he has a video short upcoming called Cool Cat Flips a House, which, okay. (laughs) (laughs) He also has um, a documentary called I Have Cancer, a medical marijuana story, which, (laughs) you know, it's going to go super well. Oh, boy. Um, Now... Again, if you've seen a Tommy Wiseau movie, a Neil Breen movie, mm-hmm. one of those like prolific directors, mm-hmm. you basically know what's going on here, where it's shitty editing and everything else, and someone who thinks kind of way too highly about themselves. Uh, cool Cat stands out by being so much worse. 
Yeah, it's worse than all of those. It's exceptionally funny if you like those kinds of things, which Morgan and I do. I was dying of laughter. Yes. Like, I could not stop laughing. I had to maybe punch my esophagus a few times. (laughs) Uh, You know how it is. Um, But uh, many will find it unwatchable. I don't think it's unwatchable. I think it's just if you're not attuned to bad movies, you won't really like it as much. But if you are, you're going to love Cool Cat Saves the Kids. Yes. But Morgan, I think... I think we should talk about it a little bit more in depth. I think we should. Cool Cat opens with a very long opening credits sequence um, in which Cool Cat does a little dance as the credits uh, appear around him. His dance is amazing, and I can't even begin to describe it other than he just kind of like wiggles back and forth and spins his arms and then points at the place on the screen where the credit is about to appear. I like to think of it as the the modern renaissance of um, Napoleon Dynamite-inspired uh, interpretive dance. Could be. Could be. Could be. Or maybe the actor who plays Cool Cat doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah, I would believe that, um, as evidenced by the rest of this movie. Yes. Now, we should also add that the cool cat himself is played by a man named Jason Johnson, a man which I cannot stop laughing at. It's just a funny name to me. Uh, And Jason Johnson quit being cool cat except for on YouTube videos. Yes. Which makes no sense as a clarification. But uh, in cool cat YouTube videos, Derek Savage plays the role of cool cat. And gets Jason Johnson to dub over himself. Mm-hmm. Now, it's funny that you mentioned that he now has Cool Cat dub over. Uh, because throughout this entire movie, uh, Cool Cat is just talking through... So we haven't we haven't described Cool Cat yet. And that is a mistake. Because um, he's so cool. It'd be a disservice. He's so cool. Uh, cool Cat is a man in a large orange cat mascot suit. <laughs> Um, wearing mm-hmm. an array of shirts that have his own face on them and the words cool cat <laughs> throughout the entire movie. Um, yep. But uh, yeah, it's very clear that they um, did not account for the fact that the actor was wearing a mask when they recorded sound for this movie uh, because it sounds like, in fact, He's yelling from inside of a mascot head towards a boom mic for this entire movie. It's very bad. Now, we should point out that Cool Cat Kids Superhero is a re-edit of this movie where he dubs over it because someone on YouTube pointed out that your dubbing sucks. <laughs> yes. Um, but to get back to the movie, we we finish up our very long opening credits scene And now it's time for a special news broadcast. Extra, extra, it's a whole bunch of spinning headlines on newspapers. What? It's a kid outside of a restaurant called Bully's Diner. Um, And two different kids say that, oh no, bullies are attacking and the only one who can save us is Cool Cat. Um, And one of the newspaper headlines is, Kids Loves Cool Cat. (laughs) Um, yeah it's i think there's eight 
newspaper headlines, all of which yes. say some variation of cool cat loves cat cool or yeah, cool cat loves the kids. Kids love cool cat. Cool cat saves the day. There's a couple that specifically say that cool cat has already stopped bullying. Um, yeah. The way this movie treats Cool Cat and his quest against bullying is the same way that Tommy Wiseau and Neil Breen treat all women wanting to fuck him. (laughs) (laughs) Just that it's an undeniable fact that it exists and it happens every day. Yes. There's also a very convincing argument to be made in this movie that Cool Cat is the one doing the bullying and that he is the one who needs to stop bullying. No, no, we don't allow those kinds of conspiracy <laughs> theories here. This is a, a pro Cool Cat podcast. Yes. Uh, only Cool Cats, not not Dirty Dogs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next up, we are in Cool Cat's kitchen. Which, by the way, the house of Cool Cat is the most suburban white nightmare possible. Yes. Uh, if So this is, apparently takes, takes place in Las Vegas, Nevada. It makes sense. It's this giant house. Uh, it's like three stories, I think. Mm-hmm. It's two stories, and they got like a windy staircase going up. Mm-hmm. But you've never seen a house that looks more like the culture of white people. Yes. Than this house. Literally, uh, the entire house is just white and beige. Like <laughs> yeah, they have fake plants everywhere. They have little mini tables that aren't good for putting anything on, but there's still a table. Um, it just oh, it it looks like if you could have like a starter home where it's like yeah, I paid five bucks, they gave me a starter home, so I could figure <laughs> out what a real home looks like. That would be this home. Yeah, yeah. Uh, cool cats making signs because he's running for class president. Um, as we learn, he is 10, maybe? I don't know. His age is very unclear. He's supposed to be in elementary school. However, Morgan, what evidence do we have against that? Uh, literally the whole movie, the fact that he drives, the fact that he acts like a mentor. Well, that's during that's this. what I was going for. He, was, he drives a car. Yes. Now, Jason Johnson was interviewed and says that he disagrees with, with and I quote the director's vision when <laughs> <laughs> he was told to drive a car for a scene and also asked Derek Savage and I quote ain't he in high school <laughs> sorry ain't he in elementary school uh and apparently he was not answered so you know sometimes if you're just so darn cool they let you drive without a license mm-hmm just remember, kids, as long as you're cool and yell at bullies, you too are allowed to drive a car. It's the law. I think it's really as long as you're cool and white passing, which yes. this orange tabby cat is, <laughs> you're, you can avoid the law. Yeah. Yeah. This is the whitest cat. This is like the whitest cat. It's true, but... Arguably, Butch the Bully is even whiter and is arrested twice in this movie. Uh, but we'll... That's because he's a bully. That's true. That's true. Uh, but we'll we'll get to that later. Um, yeah, Cool Cat's hanging out in the kitchen and gets a phone call and answers the phone um, and says, Who are you? And what's your name? And the girl on the other end who has called him despite not having a phone, uh, says, ha ha ha, cool cat, you're so funny. 
Um, and then he hangs up and he's working on his sign for class president and says, oh, I love this sign. Just needs a f- some finishing touches, swipes his paw across the sign and that's it. And then it's done. And uh, then Maria, the girl who is on the phone, shows up and uh, rings the doorbell. So Daddy Derek, who is Derek Savage and is Cool Cat's dad in this, he is a human in this movie. In the book, Cool Cat's dad is a cat. That makes more sense for reasons that we will get to. <laughs> um. Maria says that she brought a blanket and sign making supplies, uh, which is weird because we just saw her skipping towards Cool Cat's house and she clearly was not carrying anything. Um, No, no. I think she set it up outside because she says it's her home office. So clearly her home office would be pre-existing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Her her home office, a blanket on Cool Cat's lawn. Um, Look, the economy sucks. Yeah. (laughs) Cool Cat and Maria make a bunch of jokes that every 10-year-old makes, which is that they're each going to sit on different corners of the blankets so that they'll have their own corner office. So I, I didn't take too many notes during during this. Mm-hmm. I took some. One of my notes here, which I took uh, earlier today, was every kid actor in this movie makes me want to be sterile. <laughs> <laughs> I just... Yeah, they're the worst. I I have a hard time blaming the kids too much in this because I don't. They're doing what they can with what is, I'm sure, a complete lack of direction, a oh, lack absolutely. of any acting classes, and a truly trash tier script. But not a lack of morals because mm-hmm. soon we find out our villain, oh, our antagonist. Yeah. Oh boy, Butch! I, this scene, the bully. Oh boy. Yeah. Um, cool cat and Maria are, are hanging out talking about how great it is that they have signs. Um, when Butch the bully shows up, um, and this kid is, uh, I, I guess he's supposed to be the same age as the other kid. I, I don't know. No ages are established in any of this. Um, but and I I do feel a little bit bad about this because he clearly has a bit of a speech impediment. But it does mm-hmm. mean that all of his lines are unintelligible for the most part. Um, yeah. So any of my line readings from him are a rough approximation. Um, but yeah, he shows up and goes, "Oh boy, I love being a bully. I'm gonna text Maria because I don't like that Maria and Cool Cat are having fun." So he texts Maria by holding his phone up sideways in front of his face and just kind of smashing his thumbs against it a couple times, um, like you text, you know. Um, yeah. So Maria sees the text show up on her phone and says, Huh, I got a text from an unknown number. I don't know how the, who this is. Cool Cat, should I open this? And Cool Cat says that, you know, you shouldn't normally open a text uh, from a number you don't know, but it's okay because I'm here and you never know. It might be good news. Maybe it'll be someone texting you to tell you that you want a ton of money and then we can go on a trip together. Um, which is the first instance of cool cat dispatching truly terrible advice. If someone Mm -hmm. texts you and says that you've won money, you should not listen to that text message. Yep. 
Now, I'd like to I'd like to offer a quick quick interlude here, mm-hmm. Morgan. Please to tell you what this reminded me of. Um, now, this reminded me of a wrestling promo. <laughs> now, Morgan, for the fans, because this is a special episode, I like to I like to include you uh, in some of this. Um, now, you have no context for this. This is true. <laughs> I have no idea. I'd like you to first read this little text I pasted there okay. so we can we can do this on natural. Sure. Do you do you want me to read it out loud? Like Oh, yes, please. Oh, OK. Oh, yes. Sure. Please read it out loud. Sure. Scott Steiner, it's going to be. A no, 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 no. No, this is a, a just a random blonde woman reading this out to to Scott Steiner. So please just read it normally. OK. Scott Steiner. It's going to be a three-way for the TNA heavyweight title at Sacrifice between you, Kurt Angle, and Samoa Joe. Now, before you get there, you have an important step tonight, as you and X-Division champion P.D. Williams take on the unlikely duo of Kurt Angle and Samoa Joe. Well, you know, they say all men are created legal, but you look at me and you look at Samoa Joe and you can see that statement is not true. See, normally if you go one-on-one with another wrestler, you got a 50-50 chance of winning, but I'm a genetic freak and I'm not normal. So you got a 25% at best at beat me. Then you add Kurt Angle to the mix, your chances of winning drastic go down. See, <laughs> the three-way at sacrifice, you got a 33 and a third chance of winning. But I, I got a 66 and two-third chance of winning. Because Kurt Angle knows he can't beat me and he's not going to even try. So Samoa Joe, you take your 33 and a third chance minus my 25% chance. You got an eight and a third chance of winning at sacrifice. What? But then you take my 75% chance of winning if we was to go one on one, then add six, 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 and, and two third percents. I got a 141 and two thirds chance of winning at sacrifice. See, Smocho, the numbers don't lie. And they spell disaster for you at sacrifice. See, but I'm going to break it down for all you ladies. Would you rather be, be with me? Or would you rather be with Joe? Well, I think Joe's kind of nice, you know. See, you're one of those girls <laughs> that like romance. I'm going to talk to all my freaks out there. Would you rather come home to me, a genetic freak, to be satisfied every night? Go home to that fat-ass Joe. See, tonight we're going to win, and I'm going to be world champion at Sacrifice. Thank you for that <laughs> wrestling promo interlude. Mind you, that whole promo is available on Genius. Because it's so famous that wow. it got its own entry on Genius with with many, many annotations. I believe it. I believe it. Thank you for allowing that. Of course. Happy to. Um, but no, I don't have a good segue here. I'm just going to cut that. <laughs> I thought I did, but I don't. Um, it's hard. To, it's hard to come back from that. It really is. Uh, yeah, I, I, the, I can. If you want. Oh, no, I, I can I can run with it. Um, the the text Maria got is a text that says, and this is one of my favorite lines in the movie. Um, it is a text that says, you're ugly and your hair looks like rat hair. <laughs> <laughs> and Butch is like three feet away from them. So he sees them. Uh, read this text and goes, Ooh, I love being a bully. 
I'm going to text her again. And the text comes in. Cool. Well, before that, Cool Cat also needs to tell you this very important sentence, which is, I'm Cool Cat. And I love all kids, even though he is also a kid and supposed to be in elementary school. But he is six foot five. Yes. Uh, so it's very creepy. There's a very, like, weirdly zoomed in, long held shot on Cool Kid or on Cool Cat's face while he's saying this. <laughs> the cool kid. The cool kid. <laughs> um,. But so, yeah, Butch uh, decides to text Maria again because uh, he just loves bullying so much. I mean, it's in his name. He is referred to throughout this entire movie as Butch the Bully. Um, yep. And uh, so he texts her again and Maria says, oh, boy, there's another text from the same number. Should I open it? And Cool Cat says, hey, maybe they're sorry and they're texting to apologize. So you should open it. Ooh. Oh, <laughs> and nope, it's another text that says you're fat and ugly. Um, and Maria says, cool cat, am I fat and ugly? And cool cat says, no, Maria, you're beautiful. Ooh, <laughs> oh, um, he does, in fact, say, ooh, a many lot times throughout this movie. He also then says, Butch is a bully and he has no friends. Yes. Yeah. He, he, he keeps just ragging on Butch and being like, Butch is a bully and bullies don't have friends. And so Butch isn't cool. And friends are cool. Yeah. And therefore he's cool because he has friends. And I'm like, look, dude, like your Socratic logic ain't working here. Mm -hmm. But Butch still isn't tired of punking uh, Cool Cat and Maria which is what he says and is definitely what punking means. Uh, mm -hmm. So he then calls Cool Cat, having gotten tired of bullying Maria, uh, and to tell him Cool Cat, more like Dumb Cat. <laughs> ooh, ooh. I punk you. <laughs> and yeah, and Cool Cat responds with, ooh. <laughs> um, after this, Butch still isn't done. This kid just loves bullying. Uh, it's why it's his last name. Uh, so he goes to the box of convenient bullying supplies that's on the side <laughs> of the house. That's just It's a blue Tupperware bin. Um, and he pulls out a can of spray paint um, and runs over to one of the campaign signs that's in Cool Cat's yard. Uh, sprays a single line across part of it and goes, oh no, the wind blew spray paint in my face. <coughs> and then having been, why having been foiled with this plan, uh, he goes back to the box and grabs another can of the same color spray paint and, yeah. and runs off. And cool cat finds out and he offers us this very, um, moral intensive line. It's so, so wrong to steal. <laughs> uh, Butch also teams up with two other people mm -hmm. to create a new wrestling faction called <laughs> the Bad Boys. Now, it's really just the letter B. Mm -hmm. And they say, I think it stands for Butch. She goes, no, you dumbo. <laughs> it's Bad Boys. I also, speaking of those two boys, the way he names them does, in fact, sound exactly like a wrestling group. 
because he runs over to these two kids and goes, hey, Jamie, and you boneheads. There's only yes. one other kid. So is that kid's name you boneheads? It's an inclusive term. Mm-hmm. It's very inclusive. I call all my friends boneheads. <laughs> I was going to say, like, he just he spray paints a wall and Cool Cat sees it and is like, I got to stop this. Mm. Now, mind you, everything Cool Cat says is done in the most infuriating way possible. Yeah. And that's part of the reason why I love this movie. Yes. Uh, and so he runs up and Butch gives one of the other ki- one of the boneheads uh, a bonehead boneheads. <laughs> I can't figure it out yet. I'm still learning. I'm I, I'm woke. I swear. <laughs> and he gives one of them a spray a spray can, and Cool Cat tells them that they should have integrity. Mm-hmm. And they're like, "Yeah, you're right. I should have integrity. <laughs> I'll never do this again." Um, and that's how Cool Cat stops bullying. Oh yeah, I guess there's there's two great lines in this scene that I do not want to skip over. Uh, one of them is so. Butch gives the spray paint to Boneheads, Jamie. I, I don't know which kid is which. Um, I like how and, the other one is Boneheads. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's like, what was your name? Bully. What about you, Boneheads? What about you, Jamie? Okay. <laughs> but yeah, Butch, Butch runs away after giving the spray paint to one of the two kids and cool cat shows up and goes with friends like these who needs enemies which is not the same that's not not a thing nobody wants enemies yeah um and then he asks them why they're tagging the wall and they say we're only tagging this wall because no one loves us and then cool cat says that's not true i love all kids Stare into my eyes as I feast on your soul. (laughs) But having solved the mystery of of Jamie and the Boneheads, um, he goes back to his front yard with Maria um, and we get our first instance of a thing that happens too many times in this movie. Um, Because even once would have been too much, which is Cool Cat scratching his own belly and shaking his leg. You know, like a cat does. Well, it's he's got stank leg. <laughs> he's de- he's uh, everybody knows what stank leg is. He's got that, and he's rubbing his belly, and just goes ah ah. It's it's the most uncomfortable thing. Yeah. Apparently, he did it because he wanted to give it more cat-like mannerisms, but really, it's more onastic uh, <laughs> than cat-tastic. I mean, if anything, it's dog-like. Like it, uh, yeah, it it is I kind mean, of. If you're going to assign it to any animal, like, are you telling me that that Onan is not an animal? <laughs> it's called the snake for a reason. That is, I don't know. We should not put that joke in the episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, Daddy. Uh, so they're they're back in the yard and Daddy Derek is here and he's going to get Maria and Cool Cat some lunch. Um, and now we get our first view of Mama Cat. Um, it is literally the same cat suit, um, but with fake lips and a dress and some eyeliner and some fake eyebrows. Mm-hmm. And it's terrifying. It's bad. it's terrifying. It's, it's very terrifying. Um 
But yeah, she makes Maria and Cool Cat some sandwiches, which they eat approximately three bites of. And then when asked how lunch was, Cool Cat says, my belly feels great. This is the point in my notes where I say, as someone diagnosed with ADHD in 1997, I feel safe saying that this is what untreated ADHD is, is this movie. Uh, it's, it's, it's such a trip. It's, it's like when you were a little kid and you, you come up with all these ideas that have no narrative, like, mm-hmm. you know, through point. That's what this is. But a 58 year old man wrote it. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I mean, like you see, you see the term fever dream tossed around with regards to, um, you know, different you know, bad movies or, or nonsensical TV shows or whatever. But this, I mean, this truly feels like a fever dream while you're watching it. Like, you know, you know what else feels like a fever dream, Morgan? What? what? The literal next scene, which is a fever dream. Yes. Oh, my God. He actually, in the next scene, enters a dream sequence via seizure, mm-hmm. I think. Like, he, his eyes are wide open, even though we've proven later on in the movie that he that they can close the flaps. Yeah. So he has his eyes wide open, starts shaking violently, mm-hmm. and then enters a dream. But, but before that, we've got to check our email. Oh, that's true. That's true. Um, because... So Cool Cat and, and Daddy Derek are going to go to Hollywood because they have an appointment there. Um, but before they can do that, Cool Cat's got to go check his email and sing his first song, of which there are many in this movie. There's there's three. There's four in the credits, but I can't figure out what the fourth one is. Um, I think it's a remix. Could be. But yeah, he uh, he goes to check his email and sings a song about how he's surfing the web, surfing the web, surfing the web, surfing the web. Um, That's your song right there. As he <laughs> honestly, I like I'm not a good singer, but I, I think I might have been better than Cool Cat is in this movie. You were. Trust um, me. But he's he's got an email from John Doe. Um, that says you're ugly and fat and no one likes you. Um, and so he writes an email. I like this is, this is horrible writing and I feel bad for laughing at it, but it's so bad. So bad. But my favorite part, and I didn't catch this the first time, but I did catch it in this rewatch is that the email he sends back is if you were nice, you'd have more friends and having friends are cool. (laughs) I hope this email put you in a good mood. What? <laughs> what? What? That's How? amazing. Hey, hey, that's cyberbullying too. Um, mm-hmm. B, why would that email put you in a good mood? Um, and then John jo- John Doe responds with more. John cyber- Joe. John Doe responds with more cyberbullying, and then yeah, like you said, we're uh, we're off to Dreamland. Now in Dreamland, he has a dream again about bullying, and then is like, <laughs> I can deal with it, and then just gets up and deals with it. Yeah, specifically, so he has a dream where uh, floating butch heads are floating around and laughing at him. So he mm-hmm. punches one of them and then says, oh, wait, 
I can't punch bullies because I might get in trouble. That's the reason you shouldn't punch, because you might get in trouble. Mm-hmm. Not because you shouldn't punch people. Um, yep. And then, yeah, he uh, he wakes up and does another one of his patented leg shakes. <laughs> I like to think that if Cool Cat was a pro wrestler, his signature <laughs> move would be the leg shake. You know, like Hulk Hogan has hulking up where you punch him uh, and his face and you start shaking a little bit. And, you know, he start, then he's, you punch him again. You start shaking. You punch him a third time and he just stands up and points at them and goes, you. But, but the Cool Cat... He just gets in the ring and starts stank footing, you know. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> honestly, like, like, I feel like he could win a match just by going into the ring in his suit and just going, ooh, <laughs> ooh, and no one would want to fight him. So, uh, there is, I don't mean to make all of this every week about <laughs> wrestling, but there's just so much content to it because it is like the fifth nerd pillar. Mm-hmm. There's this uh, event that's held uh, every year called Joey Janela's Spring Break mm-hmm. and is run by a guy named Joey Janela Makes who sense. Uh, uh, was on Doughboys. You may have heard of him before. Um he runs this event. It's absolutely wild. He always gets like some sort of like old veteran to come out and also like makes these weird random matches. So like one example match is um, invisible man versus invisible guy. Um, so it's two men who are invisible and the only way the referee can see them is by wearing cool 80 shades. <laughs> so the whole match is you watching the referee being able to see what's going on and just like miming to you what's happening, which is amazing like you would really appreciate this because it's all pantomime Interesting. another one he does is like he'll get like all these random gimmicks he just invented for the show and put like 30 of them in at once uh, <laughs> at a ring and have them like try and throw each other out so it'll be like jungle man which is like totally not Tarzan. Uh, but then it'll also like have Tarzan and then they'll like be confused about which one is supposed to actually be in the match. And they're like, no, you go. No, no. Like I'm, I'm the mistake. Sorry. Like it's just like really random stuff. Cool cat would be perfect for this. Yes. Like, I, there, there is an audience for people who would pay to mm-hmm. see cool cat wrestle. And that is me. Um, <laughs> But I would love that. Well, as we'll learn later in this movie, uh, Cool Cat is the star of the Hollywood Parade this year. So I'm pretty sure there's a pretty wide audience that would love to see him in really just about anything. Yeah. Speaking of of Hollywood, it's the day of the Hollywood appointment. Um, Cool Cat wakes up and says, ooh, it's time for me to go to the bathroom. Ooh. Noises I make when pooping, hashtag. (laughs) Um, There's a very long scene of him, of the actor in the mascot suit, trying to run down a a flight of stairs and clearly having a hard time with it. And they show (laughs) the entire thing. (laughs) Um, He goes downstairs to have some breakfast with Derek. uh, And Derek says, now cool cat. Make sure you say goodbye to Mama Cat before we leave. Uh, And then the next scene is the two of them getting in the car, and (laughs) that never happens. Look, you need to just teach the idea of morals rather than the actual application of morals. Mm -hmm. It's like, look, I, 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 I believe that, you know, women should be in the workforce. However, in practicality, 
I want her to be in the kitchen. Exactly. It's classic, classic central left ideology. <laughs> uh, and I think Derek Savage is really just a center left basic bitch. I don't know what the fuck he is. He's <laughs> all over the place. Yeah. Um, the next scene is they're going to get in the car and go to Hollywood. Uh, but the door is locked and the mascot is, or the person in the mascot costume is having a hard time unlocking the door. <laughs> so Derek, off Jason Johnson, lock, no. And it's clearly, it's clearly just that the door was locked and the actor couldn't <laughs> unlock it. And it's actually just Derek offering to unlock it. And the actor goes, no, it's okay. I got it unlocked. And they kept that in the movie. <laughs> Um, so now they're in the car and they're going to go to Hollywood, um, which is to say, uh, they're going to show four different Hollywood stars. Uh, they start off with Alice Cooper, then go to Elvis Presley. And then I think there's someone else. And then it's cool cat on a Hollywood star. Um, fuck me. Uh, yeah. And then it's cool cat standing, uh, in front of the Hollywood sign going, Oh boy, kids! Look at us! Ooh. We're in Hollywood. We're gonna be in the Hollywood parade soon. Uh, and then they immediately go back home, and it turns out it's been an entire day. Yep, which is wild to me. So yeah, they they get back home, and uh, Cool Cat runs into the house and goes, "Ooh, mommy, mommy!" Um, which made me deeply uncomfortable. <laughs> um, he, he tells Mommy Cat that he's gonna be in the Hollywood parade. And she goes, what do you mean? And Derek says, yeah, I know it's wild, but some people just came up to Cool Cat and said, hey, would you like to be in the Hollywood parade? I think it's going to be a really good opportunity for him. And Mama Cat says, OK, you can be in the Hollywood parade. Um, and then we get to watch him walk back up all of those stairs, still having a real hard time because I'm pretty sure the visibility out of that suit is atrocious. Yep. Once he gets up to his room, he calls Maria to tell her that he's going to be in the Hollywood parade. And she says how proud she is of him. She's his only friend because he's a bully mm -hmm. and bullies have no friends. <laughs> um, <sighs> and then the actor spends about six takes trying to hang up the landline that he's been holding because <laughs> yes. hands are imprecise. Uh, and then he does another leg shake and I still hated it. <laughs> it's very bad. Um, but then the day's over. So it's time to go to sleep again. Now, is this, I, I forgot to write down. Is this the first time we see the sun? Yes. Oh, Jesus God. It, the sun is, let me describe it. It's sort of like a mixture of Gerber baby and Teletubby sun. <laughs> Mixed with um, every nightmare of the devil you've ever yes, seen. It's bad to look at. It's really bad. It, it actively shortened my life mm -hmm. looking at it. It's it's a piece of Shutterstock footage, so I may include a link to it in the notes. Yes, please. Now that uh, now that Cool Cat's awake, it's time for him to brush his teeth, and we get just uh, just a real good gag here. My Dewey has no teeth. Yes. Oh, yeah. No, not a single tooth. Um, so he starts walking to the bathroom and gets partway into the bathroom, turns around 
looks at directly at the camera, leans against the door and goes, privacy, please. And then the camera cuts away. Yeah, it's it's, it's nonsense. It's buck wild. This movie. I, I can't <laughs> I can't stress enough how much I felt like I was losing my entire goddamn mind when I was watching this movie. I love this movie it's so much. Um, but now, now it's time to write a song with Daddy Derek and Cool Cat. Uh, oh, Morgan. Yes. Uh, you know what? I actually have the lyrics. Yes, please. Just like our normal episode of Baywatch Rookie School, uh, my goal here is to always bring you the high points of music. Mm -hmm. So um, there's actually two songs here. Yes. So the first song here is called Cool Cat Loves to Rock. Mm -hmm. And it's sung by Luis Lopez. Uh, Now, Luis Lopez also speaks Spanish because some of the song is in Spanish. But all of the lyrics were transcribed by people who don't speak Spanish. <laughs> so, so all the Spanish parts are instead replaced with question mark. So, so I'm going to read you the lyrics as such. Mm-hmm. I'm also going to do the tune. Who knows? I may even sing it. So, yes, this is Cool Cat Loves to Rock. Oh, we should also add that Derek is there with his Van Halen guitar doing guitar solos because he is very cool. This whole thing is just him being a middle-aged dad who never got to be in a rock band, and he is going to take his opportunity to prove to the world that he should have been a rock star. Spoiler alert, he really shouldn't have. (laughs) Me, 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 me. Cool cat likes to rock and roll. Cool cat likes to love and sing. Cool cats likes to boogie boogie boo. Cool cat likes to love a you. Cool cat question mark? Cool cat I don't know. Cool cat uh, rock and roll. Cool cat uh, Cool cat wants to rock and roll. Cool cat wants to boogie boogie boo. Cool cat wants to play that guitar. Cool cat wants to play that drums. Cool cat Mm, cool cat uh, cool cat uh, cool cat yeah cool cat cool cat wants to be your friend cool cat is my very best friend cool cat wants to play that guitar cool cat wants to play that drums cool cat mm, cool cat oh yikes cool cat ah Cool cat, yeah, cool cat. Cool cat, yeah, cool cat. Cool cat, yeah, cool cat. And that's the song. This song in the movie is like literally four minutes long and has three different guitar solos from Derek Savage. Also, when when it's done, he spends like a solid minute just telling Cool Cat that his guitar is from the 80s and was signed by Van Halen, and there's a couple of very lingering shots on the signatures. That's how you gotta know he's cool. Oh my god. But now, just when you think, oh thank god, the song is over, (laughs) I don't have to listen to this anymore, the entire screen goes dark, and Cool Cat says, ooh, it's dark in here, I hope I can find the light switch. And he does, and then, uh... There's a green screen behind him and he says, oh, boy, we're in the green screen room now. Um, 
And then he goes, ooh, I wonder how you turn this thing on. And clearly, again, it is the actor just not having anything to do. So he presses like four different buttons on the remote and then says, oh, boy, now we've got ourselves a nice urban cityscape, uh, which is the Seattle skyline. Um, And then we get the next song. So this this song is called (laughs) The Cool Cat Boogie. It's by Jeremy Sai. Wait, this is called The Cool Cat Boogie? Yes. That is not a word I would use to describe this song, but okay. Okay. Oh, it's because the the word boogie is in this song. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now, this one's not really a uh, a singer yes. song. So, I'm going to I'm going to do this for you. Um and I need you to know uh, all of you, um I've never revealed this before. I've been lying to all of you. I actually am a professional musician, uh, which is why all of the music sounds so great. So here is me, definitely the professional musician, doing this professional good song for you. Okay, you ready? One, two, three. Here we go. Yo, yo, yo. My name is Cool Cat. I'm the coolest cat there is. I love to play and have fun, and I'm always on the run. The sun is shining, and I'm feeling fine. So everybody listens to the words I'm saying. Cool Cat knows the time of day, so we asked to say it's time for you and me to boogie. Latin musical breakdown number one. Verse two. I'm a cool cat, yeah, and I love to play. I'm the coolest cat there is, and I'm here to stay. Loving life and full of joy that makes happiness for every girl and boy. I dance right here, then I shake it right there. Drop the cool cat boogie, and we can all play. This mean dance really makes me happy. It's a cool cat boogie, and I love to play. Latin music breakdown number two. Bridge, dancing, oh yeah, and there's no right or wrong. The rules are simple as long as you move along. Little steps are cool and big steps are too. You can do the cool cat boogie and it's good for you. It doesn't matter if you're young or old because when you boogie, it's all for gold. I'm feeling strong like I belong. So everybody come and dance along. Latin musical breakdown number three. (laughs) (laughs) First number three. Now we're moving and having fun. The cool cat boogie is right for everyone. I love to dance and boogie all day. Cool Cat is the coolest cat, and he loves to play. I love to read books, and that makes me cool, and that's why I'm happy when I went to school. I love to dance and move around, and the Cool Cat Boogie is my favorite sound. My favorite sound, my favorite sound, my favorite, 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 favorite sound. <laughs> Musical breakdown number four. This time, less Latin. Shake a, shake a, shake a, shake a, shake a, shake a. Let's all boogie to the Cool Cat Boogie. Shake a, shake a, shake a, shake a, shake a, shake a. Let's all boogie to the Cool Cat Boogie. Yes, I'm going to read all of this. Shake a, shake a, shake Shake a shake a shake a shake a let's all boogie the cool cat boogie. Shake a shake a shake a shake a shake a let's all boogie the cool cat boogie. Shake a shake a shake a shake a shake a let's all boogie the cool cat boogie. Shake a shake a shake a shake a shake a let's all boogie the cool cat boogie. Shake a shake a shake a shake a shake a shake a let's all boogie the cool cat boogie. Shake a shake a shake a shake a shake a shake a let's all boogie to the cool cat boogie. Thank you. Oh my god, all that is on genius. I believe it. It's so goddamn long. Both of these songs in the movie are like four minutes each and they are oh my god (laughs) now let me tell you what the other songs are in this Mm -hmm. so you have cool cats opening musical featuring eric estrada jason johnson mark colville and vivica a fox Mm -hmm. cool cat is cool by linda lee hopkins featuring nicky nick uh cool (laughs) cat loves to rock this one which i'm very sad we didn't see but i'd like to do a little bit for you of Mm -hmm. And that's called Cool Cat Rap Master. What? Here are some lyrics. Hip, hip, hip to hop, hop, hop. I got a story to tell you about the coolest cat. His name is Cool Cat, and the kids love him so. 
So you better watch out because he's the anti-bullying hero. Oh, he's the rat master. No. Everyone knows it's true. So you better not forget. So you're cool too. So you want to rap and be real cool. Samoa Joe, <laughs> sacrifice. The cool cat and the rhymes will come to you. How is this? Um, but but this is the next. The next paragraph is my favorite part. Mm-hmm. Some rappers talk about crime and violence. But the real OGs preach that peace is power. Oh. I bet ask what makes Cool Cat the rap master. Then they hear his rhymes and they know the answer. Oh, Jesus Christ. I didn't think it was possible to get more white than the part of a rap song they did include in this movie. But Cool Cat, you have surprised me again. They outwhite themselves in this song. Because oh. in the middle of the song, Boy. there's a part that says, Interlude, this song sounds so sweet, so let's have fun and do a repeat. And they do the whole thing <laughs> over. <laughs> that's yeah. that's uh, on the level of just starting the song with like, my name is Cool Cat and I'm here to say, I like making raps in a major way. Yeah. Uh, so there, also, Cool Cat is cool is one... Um, I think this is in the uh, kid superhero is when these songs appear. Mm. Um, so there's like a line in that song where is he is smart and he can say his ABCs and he can learn this song. What? Uh, he likes uh, to read and his mommy is happy because he plays around. <laughs> uh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Uh, so the music in this is atrocious yes. and it's all done by Derek Savage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, the worst music I've ever heard in my entire life. Yeah, it's bad. It's very bad to listen to. Uh, though I do like the Latin musical breakdowns. They are kind of fun. Yeah. But my new cool cat is dancing to all of it. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's it's made like seven times worse by that. It's Yeah, it's bad. It's bad. But it is rapidly eclipsed uh, by the next 15 minutes of this film which is the Hollywood parade that we've been promised. Oh my fucking God. This fucking sequence goes on forever. It has cool cat showing up at the Hollywood parade and just talking about all the cars from seventies television that are there, (laughs) you know, like an eight year old in 2015 would do. But Morgan, when I was eight year old, I love to talk about, Starsky and Hutch and Spooky and the Bandit yeah. and Ghostbusters 1. Um, <laughs> I love to talk about all of those things yeah. all the time because I definitely knew what they were. Mm-hmm. Also, you know what else I definitely knew about what? when I was eight? What? Eric Estrada. Yep. We get our first appearance of Eric Estrada uh, <laughs> in this movie. Wait, can, let me just add something. <laughs> so this is something you missed by not going... To public school. Yes. Uh, so I took Spanish in, in school. Mm-hmm. I took two years of Spanish uh, because they wouldn't count seven years of Hebrew um, <laughs> because it's not a real language. Um, so. Wow. When it, it's not that it's just not a language that the public school system recognizes as being any use. Unlike, I don't know, Latin. Mm-hmm. Um, so right around the time when I was in high school. Around my junior year, this viral video came out starring Eric Estrada. Um, so it's the second part of this series called The One Semester of Spanish, Spanish Love Song, where a man sings about love using only words taught in one semester of Spanish. Okay. Where he talks about wanting to go to 
the library uh, and that the barn is red and I want some churros. Uh, and then he has the second semester of Spanish love song where he just puts like action words next to Eric Estrada <laughs> and then Eric Estrada shows up and he goes, look, it's Eric Estrada. Eric Estrada and I are on the bicycle. I am in the pool with Eric Estrada. And it's just all of these cuts of him and Eric Estrada doing things. Wow. And then him just going, Eric Estrada, Eric Estrada. And then his love walks away and he just turns and goes, why Eric Estrada? And Eric Estrada in English just goes, she's not the right one for you, man. I'm sorry. And then it ends. <laughs> so Eric Estrada is kind of cool. He is a lot in this movie. Yes. I don't understand why he's in this movie. Um, I don't either. But he is uh, he is announcing the Hollywood parade uh, because the, like he actually was just one of the news casters, announcers, broadcasters, whatever, MCs for the Hollywood parade that year. Like, yeah, that's that's not footage that they captured. It's just him hosting the Hollywood parade. Um, but yeah, there is a enormously long sequence where uh, Cool Cat is in the Hollywood parade driving a Mustang with a logo on it and some advertising for an aerospace company advertising that they are the world's only civilian Harrier plane. And this is not a joke. It has a cool cat logo on it. A very <laughs> yes! large cool cat logo on it. We don't you can see the, Google plane this. In the movie, but we did look it up afterwards. And it is, yep, it is. It is a fighter plane for <laughs> civilians that has a cool cat logo on it. America! <laughs> I, well, I, I can't, I can't deal with this movie. <laughs> um, I love this so much. <laughs> this is a gift from above. Oh my God. It goes on for so long. And then finally, finally, it's time for them to go home. So, uh, Derek Savage. Well, not before a cool cat also talks to all the people on the red carpet oh yeah and i've never been more embarrassed for human beings yeah. ever because they're like who is this and what is this and why mm -hmm. and cool cat's like look everybody loves me all the kids they like they love me and they're cheering for me and they're all just stock it's just stock audio yeah it's oh my god but the the best part of it in my opinion is the very end where uh, Derek loads Cool Cat back into the car so that they can go home, and you can just watch the actor struggle to put on his seatbelt because he has giant cat hands on. <laughs> it's a relatable problem. Um, and then as they start pulling away, you hear, like, one of clearly the only lines that was ADR'd in, which is Cool Cat going, Ooh, safety first! <laughs> Ooh! So now we get to what is probably the most iconic scene um, because it was in the trailer. And I think it's what spawned a lot of the initial like cult following, which is that Cool Cat is heading off to Vivica A. Fox and Eric Estrada's house. Who are also somehow the parents of Maria, I think. Maybe it's very unclear. That or just they own a sandbox. They sure do. The reason I keep referring to Vivica A. Fox as 
Vivica A. Fox is because every time the movie says her name, they say Vivica A. Fox. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, that's her name. It is, but like they they refer to other people by their first names. Um, but, you know, it's fine. Um, but yeah, Vivica A. Fox and Erica Estrada are uh, chilling in the back. Excuse me. Excuse me. Sorry, I need to stop you right there. Yes. I think you mean Eric A. Estrada because <laughs> she is she is a fox. Mm-hmm. He is a he is a cat mm-hmm. and he is an Estrada. Mm-hmm. So she is a fox. Mm-hmm. God, yeah. this movie would have been so much better if she was just in a fox <laughs> costume this entire time. <laughs> I know, right? Oh my God, they missed out on that. Yeah. So what happens is uh, Vivica A. Fox and Eric and Estrada uh, are sitting there and they're just at a pool and they're talking about how it's like a nice day or, you know, something something along those lines. And then the, um, what was supposed to happen was that they uh, they called ahead of time to say that Cool Cat was coming over. <laughs> and um, Vivica's like, yeah, I-, I wonder where Cool Cat is. And then Eric Estrada goes, there he is. <laughs> <laughs> And then Cool Cat just appears, and they're very taken aback by this. Mm-hmm. I feel like Vivica Fox had not seen Cool Cat before because she is just like clearly like unplanned laughing at <laughs> you're a fucking lot because it's just Cool Cat going Erica Strata, Vivica Fox, can I go see Maria? And Vivica Fox goes, ha, ha, uh, yeah, sure. To be fair, she she could be laughing at that, or she could be laughing at Eric Estrada, who just went, there he is. <laughs> and like, I, listeners, listeners, you think we're joking here because we're not. no one would give a line reading that is, there he is. Please, I'm begging you. I'm begging you watch the trailer for this movie and see Estrada go, there he is! Um, because the most inspired line reading I have ever heard. Well, then afterwards, he goes, would you like some lemonade? Yeah. But what's, what's amazing about that line is, so the, the full line is, hey, cool cat, how would you like an ice-cold glass of lemonade? Like, he goes from he goes from zero to a thousand over the course of the word lemonade. Um, now, what also happens is, so during this scene, the whole point is that Cool Cat is going to go play in a sandbox with Maria because that is what six-foot-five elementary school students yeah. do. And then Butch, mm-hmm. the bully, comes out. And so Butch is like watching them and then Eric Castrada and Vivica Fox see this and Vivica is like, who's, who's that kid? I'd probably want to. I have this specific line written down just in case you don't. Um, So Eric Castrada is like, hey, who's that kid? And Vivica A. Fox says, oh, it's probably one of Cool Cat's friends. And Erica Shrada says, I don't know. All of Cool Cat's friends are cool. That kid looks like he's up to no good. These adults are bullying this 10 year old. This movie. Well, everybody bullies this ten-year-old because he's a bully, and bullies deserve to get bullied. No. Yeah. Also, also, I want to talk about the fact that Butch just shows up in their backyard. Like, it's Nevada. What is it? Just open to the world? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have no answer for it. I have no good joke for this. Yeah. I don't. I. I have no clue. But. But Butch comes out 
and he destroys their sandcastle and it makes them cry. And they're like, oh no, like my, my, my sandcastle and Vivica Fox and Eric Estrada walk over and they're like, let me talk to you about bullying. Vivica Fox is like, I dealt with bullying once <laughs> and I, uh, I cried, but then I stood out to him and I yelled at him and he went away. And Eric Estrada says, yeah, I was there. I'm like, <laughs> <Yeah>. what? <laughs> it, raises, <laughs> it raises a lot of questions about the timeline of this. Was this like, yeah. was this like was a this week ago? You yelling, <laughs> like, wait, is Butch the only bully in the neighborhood and you yelled at Butch? Yeah. Like, maybe that's, maybe Butch is actually some secret bully mastermind. Yeah. Like, I have no clue. But Eric Estrada is also wearing a jacket that I can best describe as appropriative to Japan. <laughs> um, and that is also a lot. Yeah. But yeah, Vivica A. Fox goes through this whole story of how she she learned to stop being bullied. Um, and her solution to uh, not being bullied anymore is to yell at the bully and then they'll be embarrassed because that's how that works. It's bullying. Yeah. It's just bully the bully back. Mm-hmm. And and Cool Cat is like, yeah, that's what I have to do. Mm-hmm. So Butch decides that he's going to make a second repeat of the <laughs> yeah. crime. It's been and he, 30 seconds. Like, <laughs> Yeah, and he's like, I got to go around. Oh, I, And he goes, I love being the bully. Uh, so he comes back, tries to kick over the sandcastle, and Cool Cat just like shouts at him like, no, mm-hmm. no. And I guess at one point, Butch is like, no more. And he's like, I'll get you for that call, cat. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's kind of the scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The only the only other thing I want to talk about in that scene is that after the first time he kicks down the sandcastle, Cool Cat tells him being a bully isn't cool and bullies never have friends, which, again, just really feels like they're picking on this kid. Like, right. <laughs> like you don't have to be a dick to him. Like clearly he's going through some shit and that's why he's bullying everyone. Also, his last name is the bully. As far as we're concerned, we're not sure if the, the is canon, but it is absolutely bully. Cause I don't like to think he's the bully. I think he comes from a family of bullies, mm-hmm. you know, him and his dad bully club. Mm-hmm. Um, I, we do learn his dad's name later in the movie. I think it's like Jim or Jeremy or it's it's James. James. It's James. So James. Now this is, and this is again, the part where I like to introduce a concept from wrestling, uh, because why the fuck not? There's this famous match. It's called the hog pen match. Mm -hmm. Uh, but what happened was it was, they're going to put you in a hog pen on the back of a truck that's going down the four Oh five. Uh, and you have to wrestle on that. Now, I know what you're saying. That sounds ludicrous. Yes, it is. Now, what's even more ludicrous was there were weapons in this hog pen. Of course. Uh, and it, there's this very famous moment where someone pulls out this, like, baton um, and tries to hit the other person. But the commentator goes, oh, he's got that big black bully cock. <laughs> <laughs> And it's just quoted. Oh, I'm sure forever. And I love that. That's great. Yes. I just wanted to talk about that. That's yeah. I mean, honestly, it's as relevant as fucking literally anything else in this movie. Absolutely. Now, Morgan, I think the next part of this movie is the most serious part of this movie. Oh, it sure is. Um, because now, now it's time for cool cat to prove that he can earn a living 
that he can really uh, take care of his share of the upkeep of the house and feeding himself because it's time for him to enter a writing contest. Um, and the first prize is a hundred dollars, which he tells uh, the two parents about. And I, I want to talk here very briefly about the fact that I don't think they ever use the same name for either of the parents more than once in the movie. Um, they are called at various points, daddy, Derek, Mr. And Mrs. Cat, which raises just about a million questions that we don't have time to get into. They're they're Jewish. Let's just keep it at that. But yeah. so also Derek is referred to as Derek Savage at one point. So is his like unmarried name Savage? And then he took her last name when he married her, which feels very progressive for this movie. Um, In kayfabe, <laughs> he is daddy Derek. But as we say in wrestling, I don't know. I, I apologize to all the listeners. I don't actually talk about I, I watch this much wrestling, but I don't talk about wrestling this much in real life. Like so. But uh, in what we would call a shoot, which is real life, mm-hmm. he's Derek Savage. Now, this is a worked shoot, a work being a fake. So you work yourself into a shoot. So you fake it into it being real. It's a work shoot that he is such a daddy that he needs a last name. He's so daddy Derek that he's just become Derek Savage. Yeah. And that all of these names are important to the essential character of Daryl Ray Evans, <laughs> the sad, sad man who has invented a cat Yeah, who likes to teach us about writing mm-hmm. and a little something else. Morgan, what is that other thing? He loves to teach us about exercise because not what I was going to say, but keep going. I desperately need to talk about this because <laughs> it makes me very happy because Cool Cat starts writing his book about uh, Trolley the Trout, which is another Derek Savage original. This is actually a series of books that he wrote. Um, but Cool Cat gets writer's block after writing three or four sentences. Um, the sentences are Trolley the Trout made a new friend and it was real cool. And then the next sentence is and then Trolley the Trout made another friend and it was still cool. <laughs> um, but he it's not, though. It's not. Cool. It's not. But he uh, he gets writer's block, so he decides he needs to do some exercise to uh, clear his mind and clear his body. So he does four jumping jacks and then punches the air twice while counting to four. And then uh, Daddy Derek comes and says, time for bed. Uh, So Cool Cat goes upstairs, draws the cover for his book, um, and you can watch as the uh, actor playing Cool Cat attempts to pick up a bunch of markers and drops one of them on the ground (laughs) and just, like, rubs his hand over a piece of paper and then turns it around, and it's, like... I mean, it's it's a children's book cover, and it looks fine, but it definitely looks better than, like, someone with giant cat mascot hands is going to do. And then uh, he goes to sleep and wakes up, and in the meantime... We get to see that stock footage of the sun again. And it's horrifying. It's terrifying. Um, But now that he's awake, got a good night's sleep, it's time to finish the book. 
where he writes one more sentence, and that sentence is, and then Trolley the Trout made a new friend, and it was cool! Ooh! It, yeah, real, definitely needed another day to finish that one up, cool cat. Real glad we got another pass at that. Um, Look, he, you you have to understand, he's the Schopenhauer of this universe. <laughs> um, but now that he's done with his book, he steps outside onto the porch, says, it's such a beautiful day, and then immediately goes back inside. Which, I mean... Well, actually what happens is first his mom goes, it's a really beautiful day out. Mm -hmm. And he goes outside and says, it's a beautiful day. And then he goes back inside. Nope. So he needed all of that. Oh, boy. I mean, honestly, like, if if we're being realistic here, I also frequently go outside, say, oh, man, it's beautiful. And then immediately go back inside. Um, I also do that. But, you know. um, Look, whatever. We're not fooling anybody. <laughs> we're we're just huge inside introvert nerds. It's true. But now now we finally get payoff for something that has been foreshadowed for a very long time and that like I personally this is the plot thread that I'm most invested in. Uh, which is how does Cool Cat brush his teeth? <laughs> That's not where I thought this was going, but okay. <laughs> Uh, it turns out the answer is he holds a toothbrush a foot in front of his face and goes as he waves the toothbrush Mm -hmm. in front of his face. Um, Mm -hmm. and then we get to watch him walk down all of the stairs again, but it's clearly a different shot. (sighs) And I felt so bad for the actor. Like, um, now, mm-hmm. now, listener, dear listener, if you're wondering if you've gotten deja vu, because this sounds like everything else you've already talking about, <laughs> talking, talked about, uh, that is because this movie destroys your mind yes. from the inside out. <laughs> and you watch it and you're like, was that really an hour and 15 minutes? Because it felt like 17 hours. <laughs> it's a good 17 hours. But it's also 17 hours. Uh, And then you sit back and you think, what have I been doing with my life? Mm -hmm. Like, there is someone out there who is trying to better the lives of of children everywhere. And I I just sit here (laughs) and I make a podcast about about this man and I trash him Mm -hmm. because I am not happy with myself my life and how much i help children Mm -hmm. how little i help children really because i don't because this man is a true true just true hero Mm -hmm. now that is what i would say (laughs) if this were a good movie but this is a bad movie so i'm not gonna say that um i will agree with you that in fact it does feel like deja vu um, because this mo- this movie rots your mind, and we <laughs> watched it last night, uh, almost exactly 24 hours ago at this point. Um, yeah. And I literally have not had 20 minutes pass where I didn't have something Cool Cat related in my brain since... Same. Then. This whole day, I've just been thinking about Cool Cat. And I've had two two-hour meetings, yep. and I was talking for most of them, and I was trying not to go, ooh! <laughs> I, have spent, I have spent much of my day today walking around my apartment where I live by myself going, ooh! 
<laughs> listeners, listeners, this you never hear from me again. It was Derek Savage. <laughs> this movie is a tumor, but it's the only good tumor like ever. And we still haven't even got into the last part of this movie. God, we haven't. Um, yeah, we're we're starting to run a little long, so we're gonna rush through most of the rest of this movie, which is fine because even if we didn't, it would make an equal amount of sense. Um Cool Cat goes downstairs, he eats his breakfast too fast, so uh Mama Cat asks if he ate enough food, and he said, I heard it. Ooh. And then Mama Cat says, Okay, and then Derek says just make sure you play in the front yard so we know where you are. And then Derek and Mommy Cat flirt. And I hate it. I hate it so, <laughs> so bad. It's so bad. Like, he he actually flirts with her uh, to a degree that is just unnecessary. Yeah. Ugh, this movie is buck wild. So, it's nonsense. And it's about to get so much wilder. Because uh, two of Cool Cat's friends show up, Maria and another kid whose name we never learn. Um, and the other kid has a bouncy ball that he's showing off because it's made of rubber or something. Um, an actual line from this movie. Um, mm -hmm. But he's bouncing it and then it goes into the street and the kid runs into the street without looking both ways and almost gets hit by a car until Cool Cat and Maria yell at him that a car's coming. So what, what actually happens is first they go, wow, do you think he's going to notice that there's a car that's about to hit him? And then he runs towards the street. Then they go, oh, hey, don't. Yeah. They spend so long <laughs> deliberating whether or not they should tell this kid who's about to be hit by a car that a car is coming. Now, mind you, so he doesn't get hit by a car. That part's great. That part's great. And then they immediately hear a boombox mm -hmm. talking about there, there's there's a burglar and he, he's stealing uh, candy um, from people. Specifically, specifically, they say someone is on the loose in the neighborhood stealing candy from babies. Yeah. And then and then mm -hmm. a kid runs into the middle of the street. The thing we just said was bad <laughs> and says, hey, a kid stole my candy. Now, mind you, he's not a baby. Mm -hmm. He is an elementary school student. Mm -hmm. Hey, a kid stole my candy and there he is. And it's Butch <laughs> with a book. Now, also, he stole his books um, and there's candy just comedically falling out of his pocket. And he's going, ha, 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 ha. I love being a bully. <laughs> And then uh, Cool Cat runs out into the street without looking both ways. And we get, I don't even, how would you describe this visual effect? It looks like anime speed lines, I feel like. Yeah, that's what I would say. It's, it's the only time in this entire movie there's been a visual effect over everything. It's because he's a kid superhero. Yeah, exactly. He's a kid superhero, so he needs to show his powers. Yeah. It's oh my god. But yeah, he uh he chases Butch through the street. Uh, you know, like we literally just said that you're not supposed to do. Literally, the 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 way to watch this movie if you're a kid is to just do literally the opposite of everything Cool Cat does. And that will be actually the, the also the way to watch this movie if you're a kid is to do hard drugs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I feel like, but also everyone should watch this movie. I'm just yeah. saying that. I feel like the um, hard drugs might be less harmful to a developing mind than this movie. Um. <laughs> you did say last night that sometimes you wonder if you should have kids just so you can fuck them up by showing them this movie. I never claimed to be a good person. <laughs> fair um but yeah uh cool cat chases butch until he gets hit by a police car and then the police officer who uh michael i believe you you have some facts about this police officer that our listeners should know would you would you care to share those so yeah, the police officer is portrayed by a well-known former porn star named Steve Crest. A casting decision that is, I'm reading a quote here, a casting decision that is both baffling and inappropriate concerning that this movie is targeted towards children. Um, yeah. Uh, and they spend an inordinately long amount of time of them like thanking this police and him talking about how important police are. Uh, and yeah. 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 I I literally don't know where to start with this because they cast a former porn star in this kids movie as a police officer. Like I, if 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 there's one sentence that sums up this movie, it's that. Yeah. Well, there, it gets even better, I think, uh, which is our next crisis. Yes. The the end of this scene, I I do want to talk about very briefly, which is that now that they've resolved the fact that Butch is a criminal and he's going to jail, um, Cool Cat's friends all gather around Cool Cat and say, you're so brave, Cool Cat. We should make a movie about you and we should call it Cool Cat Saves the Kids. Ha! Get it? It's the title of the movie. Um, I'm dumb and I like porn. Yeah. Um, but now <laughs> I'm a kid <laughs> and I like porn. That's me. Derek Savage's target audience. God, what the fuck is this movie? <laughs> yeah. Um, but now, now it's time to play treasure hunters. But first, since it's been, how long did you say since the breakfast scene? Five minutes? About. And yeah, about. Maybe? Less, uh, no, yeah. five or three. Well, it's time for lunch now. <laughs> uh, what a day. Yeah. So uh, Maria, Cool Cat, and the other kid uh, go inside to go have some lunch. And uh, you know what's playing on the radio in the background? Why, that's Cool Cat Loves to Rock and Roll is playing uh, on the radio in the background. It plays multiple times in this movie. We just haven't mentioned it. Yep. Um, but it gets interrupted for a urgent news broadcast, which is that the police have to let Butch go because there was no evidence. Again, it's been let's let's be generous here. It's been 30 minutes <laughs> since Butch was arrested. Yeah. There is not a fucking chance that the police are this efficient. And that they've... Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Okay, whatever. Um, we can't spend too much time on this because shit is about to get so wild. Um, yes. Because now that they're done with lunch, it's time to actually go treasure hunting. But the first thing they have to do is get a lucky stick, like every treasure hunter has. You know, that famous thing that treasure hunters have. Um, mm -hmm. I have one as well. Oh, yeah. I am a famous treasure hunter. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, so they do some treasure hunting in Cool Cat's backyard, which will become mm-hmm. important in a minute. Uh, <laughs> it's because that's where all Derek Savage's skeletons are. <laughs> <laughs> they uh, they find a can. And then they find something shiny that Maria says, I hope it's a ring. Uh, But nope, it turns out it's a gun. (laughs) What? Gun safety for ladies. Specifically, it's like a revolver. Like, I don't know anything about guns, but. No, it's a it's legitimately a Colt 45. Okay, yeah. In. In Cool Cat's backyard. Well, and not even just in the backyard. It's there's some bushes on the edge near the wall. And it's just kind of sort of yeah. like tucked in in the dirt there underneath some bush. There's a leaf that's half covering it. How has no one seen this before? Yeah, I don't know how anybody hasn't seen this magical gun leaf bush. Mm-hmm. It's just a bush that produces guns. Yeah. It's quite amazing. But we should also note right now that Derek Savage is just so fucking into guns. Yes. Uh, that I'm not shocked that this is his gun and he has a billion of them. Oh, for sure. I am shocked that the safety is on, though. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> he likes to shoot them guns. Oh, my God. There's an amazing video that I recommend you all watch. If for some reason you feel like you need more Derek Savage in your life, uh, which is him talking about the 420 awards that he hosts uh, while shooting a shotgun at a target. And at one point, the shotgun gets replaced with the award trophy that he gives out at the 420 awards before being replaced again with the shotgun. This man is is indescribable. And you all need <laughs> to get as far down this rabbit hole as the two of us have, because <laughs> um, I refuse. Please, I refuse to accept that I will have no one else to talk about Derek Savage with. <laughs> I'm here, Morgan. You can talk to me about it. I exist. What am I? Chump no, change? I'm saying. I'm saying, like, I need, I need to be able to walk up to a stranger at a bar. And as my opening line go, so what's your favorite Derek Savage work? Because that's that's the only way I'm going to meet someone at a bar. Let's be honest. (laughs) I've just realized that ideally what I want in a partner or really who I want to be going on dates with is someone where I can go up to them and be like, "Okay, if you had to pick one, just one. Would it be Cool Cat Finds a Gun or Cool Cat Stops Bullying? And they would have like an in-depth answer of the merits of each. Exactly. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. I I just want to date myself. We are spreading the good word here, much like Derek Savage. Um, So what happens is they find a gun and they kind of poke at it with a stick and cool cat is like a gun what do we do there's a gun we should tell an adult so they tell an adult um but that bully butch steals he steals the goddamn gun and now butch has a gun i'm not fucking with you butch has a gun his plan is that he he's gonna steal the gun so that he can get lunch money from the other students which like my dude you know have a gun you can think much bigger than that yeah it's um it's not well thought out 
but so yeah, um, Cool Cat and and uh, Maria and the other kid go and tell Derek that Butch has the gun. And uh, Cool Cat says, we should call the police. Ooh. And Derek says, normally that would be a good idea. Um, but I'm just going to call Butch's dad and talk to him about it. Um, and then we have this phone exchange that is brilliant. Um, and by brilliant, I mean insane. Because Derek calls up Butch's dad on the phone and... Uh, Butch's dad is clearly standing behind the camera, like on set behind the camera and just yelling his mm-hmm. lines at Derek um, <laughs> because the the like disparity in audio quality between the two of them is just bonkers. Um, yes. But yeah, Derek is like, oh, you got to talk to Butch. And uh, Butch's dad is like, oh, yeah. I'm definitely gonna do that. Um, and Derek is like, cool, problem solved. Um, and no, it super isn't. Um, but then he's like, oh, you should all just walk home by yourselves. You know, because the bully with a gun never messes with people who are walking home alone. Um, of course. And then the next morning, uh, they're all just going to walk to school. But this time, Daddy Derek's going to be there, um, which, again, somehow makes them safe. I don't know. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. Uh, but they find Butch and Boneheads standing outside of the school, just holding the gun and looking at it. Um, no, I actually have this some of this part. Oh, written. yeah, please go ahead. Which is so Butch is holding up the gun and whatever, whatever. Uh, but the police come mm-hmm. and Bonehead says, oh, no, it's the police. <laughs> We're in trouble. Oh, my mama's going to whoop me. <laughs> and that's oh, it's fuck. it's very, very random. And then our, um, uh, porn star police come, mm-hmm. uh, which is definitely a show I want to watch. Yes. Uh, Porn Star Police yes. just sounds amazing. The PSP, oh my god, yeah. Sony could It's yeah, we just call it PSP Vita. Um, I feel like it's definitely an adult swim show that stars Absolutely. like uh Rob Corddry and and all of that gang from like uh like Animal Hospital and and all of that. You mean Children's, Children's Hospital. Hospital? Wasn't there also Please. a show called it's- Animal Hospital that he was on? No. What show was that? Anyway, no. keep keep talking. I'm going to Google Animal Hospital because I know it was a show. Oh, maybe it was. So it had Rob Corddry, it'd have Cam Marino, and they would play Jimmy and Bimmy, and that would be their names. Uh, but so the police get them, and he's going to arrest both of them, even though Bonehead was just getting bullied and didn't have anything to do with the gun. He was just getting his lunch money taken. He puts him in the cop car. And so he throws him into the cop car and Butch gets roughed up and he's just like has his hands behind his back and he's clearly going to go to like juvie or something and they drive away. And then Daddy Derek is like, okay, you're all good now. You're safe. Okay, great. Yeah, it's it's really, really bad. So then nothing important happens. They get home and then everything kind of comes to a close, which is is one important thing in that scene, um, which is another great line. 
from this movie, which is after after Butch gets arrested, uh, Derek turns to where the cop is and goes, look, the problem is over. Oh, yes. <laughs> That's my favorite line. Oh, look, the problem is over. Oh, my God. It's you can't write this it's shit. Oh, so good. It's um, so the show I was thinking so, of was animal practice. Ah, okay, there we go. Which you should still watch Medical Police, by the way. Uh, Yes, I do need to watch that. So what happens is everything kind of comes to a close and we find out that Cool Cat won the national writing contest Mm -hmm. and won $100. Mm -hmm. And who gives a crap? Yeah. The, That's basically it. One important, there's there's two other important things, I think, in this scene uh, that I think are very funny. One is that um, him and Maria are going to go hang out on the porch in the backyard to go have more lemonade. <laughs> um, and specifically, they're drinking it out of the same cups that Eric Estrada and Vivica A. Fox were using in the previous scene. It's it's to keep the juices mm-hmm. intact. To keep the vodka intact, because seriously, that's what the two of them must have been drinking. Um, but yeah. Uh, that's what we call the dare. <laughs> There it is. There he is. Um, but yeah, uh, Bone Bonehead shows up and apologizes for bullying. Uh, and Cool Cat gives a whole bunch of advice on how to stop being bullied. Most of which comes down to just tell an adult, you know, a thing that works to stop bullies. Um, generally, bullies are. And people who tease you as a kid are people who respect adults and will listen when they say, hey, stop making fun of this kid. And it definitely won't make it worse. Um, You know, at this point was the point that I realized that this bonehead we're talking to is, in fact, not Paul Benjamin Arthur's, a.k.a. known as Bonehead, the original rhythm guitarist for the band Oasis. (laughs) But in fact, (laughs) an elementary school student. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So that's a me joke right there. I am very proud. <laughs> um, if you ever look up a picture of Bonehead, <laughs> you will be very happy to see what Bonehead, a.k.a. Paul Arthurs, looks like. Because yeah. it does not at all look like this small Asian child yeah. apologizing for graffiti. Um, yeah, I, I believe you. But we we do get the best piece of advice in this entire movie. Um, when Cool Cat tells you how to defend yourself against cyberbullying, um, and his advice is, well, you can't do anything about it if you don't know who it's coming from, so you should really just ignore it. Mm. I, <laughs> this, oh my god, this movie, it's like, it's trying to be informative, but it doesn't even know what the hell it's talking about. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, that's, uh, that's Cool Cat Saves the Kids. Now, we need to add that there is extra things you need to watch with Cool Cat Saves the Kids because you'll become obsessed, mm-hmm. which is Derek Savage's Easter message, yes. Uh, yes. which is just ramblings. He keeps on calling the audience baby and baby doll. Uh, he just finds he finds random spikes around his house <laughs> and then talks about how they were used to hang up Jesus. He talks 
uh, about some things which I'm like, that's not actually what happens in the New Testament. Mm -hmm. Uh, But you can just make up stuff if you sound interesting enough, (laughs) which he doesn't. No. (laughs) Um, So he's pretty much failing at that. Um, There's also his videos where he just shows off his his workplace and he seems fine and all right when he's doing that. But he's just a crazy, crazy man. Mm -hmm. Uh, And... The other thing to keep note of is the fact that, again, this movie is five years old, and when it came out, there were a lot of YouTube reviews of it, and he got them all taken down, basically. Uh, It became more notable because of that. And so if this ever gets taken down, you'll know who to blame, and that is Lee Goldberg and William Rabkin and also Michael Rhodes, (laughs) director of Baywatch Season 1, Episode 12, Armored Car. (laughs) So, uh, so Michael, on a scale of one to ten, where one is walking on a muddy beach while uh, sticks stab you in the feet, and ten is sniffing Cool Cat's abs, how would you rate Cool Cat Saves the Kids? I probably would have to rate it an 11. Mm -hmm. And I would say an 11 is, um, you know, just... Making mouth moves with Derek Savage. <laughs> just putting some hot lip on lip, just pressing it on there and trying to make a stamp. Oh yeah. You know, that's 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 an eleven right yeah. there. I'm gonna I'm gonna agree. I think it is also an eleven, and I'm going to say that an eleven is a nice cold glass of lemonade. <laughs> Every time you say that, Discord clips, <laughs> and I love it. <laughs> uh, this is maybe we watched also God's Not Dead two last night, and that's worse. But this is also kind of the worst movie I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, other than God's Not Dead two, I wasn't expecting for this movie to get beaten in the same night. Uh, but, uh, really ultimately the reason why we talked about all this is because armored car was just such a bad episode of Baywatch that we wanted to do something else. And we thought it'd be so much more fun to do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we've always talked about, you know, the possibility that we would have done like a bad movie podcast, but everybody else kind of does yeah. that. Uh, so this is our chance to just, you know, get this out there. Um, and we really do hope you watch this movie because it's just so much fun. It's so much fun. It's so good. It's so good. Um, with that in mind, I would like to read to you plot description for next week's episode of Baywatch because this is Baywatch Rookie School, uh, a podcast for two men who have never watched Baywatch before <laughs> trying to watch Baywatch. Uh, our next episode is called Home Court. And before I read you the description of this episode, I need to read, tell you the most important thing to me about this episode. I think, I think we agree on what the most important thing is. Just again. What about next episode? Yeah. Okay, what do you think it is? The way court is spelled? No, but that is not even close. <laughs> so, court, home court introduces a new main character named John D. Court um, to the show. But because of that... It is a final appearance of one of our main characters on on this podcast. Oh, no shit. And that is the character of Trevor. Really? Played by Peter Phelps. This is the last, it's going to be the last appearance of Trevor. He will be credited in every other episode, but this is the last actual appearance of Trevor in Baywatch, which is kind of rough. I was going to say, they give him a real shit send off with armored car. <laughs> 
No, no. Next episode is his last one. Sure, sure. But I'm saying, like, as a as a penultimate episode, Armored Car is nothing. Well, it's a shit episode for a shit character for a shit show. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, uh, <laughs> no, but I, I, I'm kidding. I actually, I mean, I like Baywatch. But... Uh, and I like Trevor, so that part's going to be kind of sad. And we'll, uh, I think we'll go into talking about Trevor, and then maybe at one point, who knows? Maybe we'll read Trevor's book, Peter Phelps' book, and we'll 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 talk about it. Who fucking knows? Maybe one day we'll try and get Peter Phelps on the podcast. Who knows? Uh, home court, Morgan. Are you ready for this description? Absolutely. So first is our IMDb description. Mitch's charismatic but roguish old buddy, John D. Court, joins Baywatch. However, he's actually there to pull off a shady deal. Shawnee and Jill start selling sandwiches on the beach to put a shady sandwich vendor out of business. And our Baywatch wiki description is, A new lifeguard arrives at Baywatch and stirs up different emotions for the current staff. Jill and Shawnee go into business selling sandwiches, but find competition to be stiffer than expected. Uh, So... Yeah, it sounds like just like kind of a fun episode. Again, it's also introducing a main character. And no matter what, it has to be better than this episode. Yeah, there's no possible way it's worse. So, Morgan, do you have any last words, last things to say? Watch Cool Cat Saves the Kids. Don't watch this episode of Baywatch. That's that's about all I got for you. I literally watched this Baywatch episode on like two and a half X uh, and I still could barely make it through. It was so bad and so boring. Um, but I am going to be watching Cool Cat Saves the Kids for years to come. Yes. I actually watched this episode the second time on eight times the speed. <laughs> uh, and it was great. Uh, but uh, we want to thank you for listening to this episode of Baywatch Rookie School. If you want to find us on Twitter, our show handle is at Rookie School Pod. Morgan is at Morgan P. Thrap, and I am at Snotsnit, S-N-O-T-S-N-I-T. And we'll see you next week. And just remember, hips, lips, and fingertips. Ew. <laughs> <laughs>